0: This is E-Retailer Conversations on PBN, the Profitable Business Network. Now the host of E-Retailer Conversations with Principal of Profits Plus Solutions, here's your host, Tom Shea, and co-host, Bill Kendi.
1: Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming and joining and being with us this evening. Glad you could take time away from your business to uh, sit in and listen by way of the internet or by telephone, or for those who are going to hear it to late night or put it on your MP3 player and listen to it, we're glad that you could come and join us. This is Thursday, July 23rd, 2015. This is eRetailer Conversations, somewhere in the middle of our seventh year of broadcasting. Take care of a couple of technical aspects first. Tonight's session, as we have done with almost every one of them, is being recorded. And it will, at some point in time tonight, be on the ProfitsPlus.org website, available in two formats. One is an MP3 file for those with an iPod or something similar that you would like to download it to. And secondly, available is just a click and listen on the website where it will be cataloged for a, a long, long time that you come and listen to it. And that happens just as soon as Bruce Giroux. Um, we talked today with Bruce. Let's see, what is he's we got to come up with something new other than calling him the info stud. Uh, but the seer, the sage, the know all, the one who knows how to mas- massage the little digital parts that make things happen right the way they should. Bruce Giroux, sitting down in Orlando, Florida, will uh, be our producer and put this thing all together. Uh, During the course of the evening, we will monitor email, uh, both the editor at ProfitsPlus.org and Tom Shea at ProfitsPlus.org, and we will be watching Facebook. So that any questions and comments that come along during the evening, we could make a point to get them added to it. So, that being said, let's jump up to uh, the thriving metropolis of Holt, Michigan, to bring in our co-host, Bill Kendi. Are you there, sir?
2: i be here. And, by the way, I think we should reclassify the info stud status to friend of those who have no friends.
1: Friend of those who have no friends.
2: Otherwise, why would he do well, business with you and me? Bless Bruce.
1: <laughs> well, he is a neat guy. Bruce has been around with me for, um, today we counted something like 12, 14 years that he's been uh, taking care of things on the Profits Plus website. So, yes, we are glad to have him and glad to have you with me tonight, my friend, from up in the, in the north. Well, it's always a matter. We, we promised him a good evening. And, and by the way, uh, for the first time in, let's see, two years, you and I were face-to-face with each other this past week.
2: We were uh, in your uh, favorite home state of Florida in what's that town down there by Disney World? What's it called?
1: Uh, The Mouse House.
2: Oh, yeah, Mouse House. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but Tom and I were in Orlando and we both were uh, presenting at the uh, American Sport Fishing Association convention and trade show, which is called ICAST. And yes, he and I had the chance to uh, tag team and have a lot of fun together in a short day and a half.
1: It was a neat show. I had a couple of friends who asked uh, but could not get permissions. I tried for them, uh, who wanted to just simply wander the aisles and look at it. And if you enjoy fishing, this was every kind of rod, reel, lure, and piece of clothing and every accessory known mankind in okay. any type of fishing, freshwater, salt fishing, uh, water. Aaron, I guess even, catch, catch and eat.
2: Even even things like trolley motors and kayaks and you know, of course, ICAST cast this. You know, I think it's been gosh for the last three, four years now. They partnered with the uh, uh, International Fly Fishing Federation, so it's a combination of not only a fishing show, but it's also incorporates all of the fly casting genre if you will, in there too. So it's pretty pretty cool. It's a really really neat show. Mm-hmm.
1: Neat show. That's well, nice. Uh, it's first time in a long time you and I've shared the stage together.
2: I know. I know. So
1: we are um, in a celebratory mood today. Uh, celebratory drink in hand, and uh, we are going to uh, celebrate Independent Retailer Month. And uh, it's kind of a, a neat. It's the first time in seven years, even though it's older than that. This is the first time in seven years that we have actually uh, sat down talked about it, discussed it, uh, and decided to bring it on the show. And uh, as a a good person should in their business, we're experimenting because we would say, well, gosh, it's 23 days in the month, and most of the event is already over. Yeah, so we thought we'd experiment this year with talking about it now. And for 2016, we'll probably bring it up about the month of May or so and have our guest back on again. To uh, talk about how your business, how your community ought to take, and join, and participate. So uh, tonight's guest, um, interesting person. Uh, I do very well remember years ago this, um, this email that uh, came across my desk. And it was this young lady writing to me from New York saying, hey, I've got an idea. Let's talk about uh, putting something together. Well, this, this young British native, her name is Carrie Bennigan. Uh, she is an entrepreneur. I mean, she tries all kinds of things, very, uh, shall we say, trailblazing. Uh, she builds events, she does initiatives in the fashion and the retail industries, uh, looking to create change, uh, impact uh, how small businesses are, and spearhead what we would all have to do is a, a bit of social good. Uh, her her area of expertise, what she brings to the table for Independent Retail Month, is event management and strategic marketing and business development. All these put together with her knowledge of how to support entrepreneurship, that's us, and the philanthropy, uh, which has caused her to be noticed in some fairly nice places. Uh, You may have heard of NBC, uh, CBS, mm, how about Forbes? Um, Let's see, BBC, know them. New York Times, heard of that newspaper. Glamour, uh, Wall Street Journal, Cosmopolitan, New York Times. Um, when Kerry knocked on our door the first time, Kerry was the founder of an event called NOCHA, N-O-L-C-H-A. And this was a, a, a New York City-based event. And it had won awards. And its concept was that it was working with groups like uh, the New York Stock Exchange and Euronext and Yelp and uh, G8 A Young Summit, Procter Gamble, and they were creating this to support the independence within the uh, fashion industry. So uh, she thinks really out there. I I do have to say, if Carrie Banigan had not knocked on the doorstep years ago, uh, Independent Retailer Month would have never flown the way that it has flown to date, and as long as she's there, it's going to continue to keep cranking and cranking. Uh, so she's been very active with um, retail initiatives in, in various parts of the uh, United Kingdom, Turkey, uh, the Czech Republic, Switzerland, uh, St. Vincent, and, uh, well, a bunch of other places to which we have caused Independent retailing amount to expand to a couple of other countries. So... Um, we're thrilled that she could come and be with us. We think she's kind of cool. She's kind of a neat person to have as part of what we're doing here. So uh, we, we found a cute little piece to at least tie in initially to uh, bring her on board with our program tonight. So, who are you? You are Carrie Banigan, somewhere riding around in New York City right now. Aren't you, Carrie?
3: Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me.
1: It's good to talk to you. It's been a while. How are you doing?
3: I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I am driving around New York. You're correct. But it's all good. As I'm going along, I'm getting to see all the retail stores, too, and people celebrating independent retailer months.
1: Well, it... um... It, it's been a uh, let's see how long we've been around with each other six years seven years now.
3: Wow, it's flown by, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been Some, somewhere years. back
1: in there, but it, it has uh, it has been awesome, uh, and I'm very very thankful that you you showed up on the scene. It uh, I, I do not mean it with a you know, to, you know blow smoke at you. The independent retailer month would have never gotten to where it has got to this one if you hadn't shown up on the doorstep.
3: Why, thank you, but I think it's a lot of both of our drives with your retail knowledge and what people need out there and the support that these independent businesses need. I think so much of the resources that we offer, especially the marketing side, some things that we take for granted that might be such a simple idea to a very business retail store owner and a very tired but passionate entrepreneur, the things that we can offer and support at no cost actually can go a really long way.
1: Yeah, and we did have that a week or so ago. You and I had a call from one of the buying groups in the furniture industry, and and that was their question. We're thinking about introducing this to our 200 and I think it was 60 store locations across the United States. And I understand the skepticism, very much so, and very politely handled, but it was, yeah, how much is this going to cost us?
3: well and that's normal unfortunately and you know there are a lot of things out there that offer the help and the growth and to support people but that comes with a price and that then just deters the indie retailers because it's another thing to add to maybe that might not always be a great economy and easy to afford and also i think marketing public relations press and things like that has to always become a luxury before it's at the forefront. Rent has to be paid, utilities, staff, all of that kind of stuff.
1: Yes. But from our standpoint, when we ask people to come and join us as a part of independent retailer month, um, there's no cost to it. We just want them to come and uh, join us and be a part of it.
3: Yeah. We want people to celebrate and what started as an idea for people to celebrate across the country with us is now not only happening in the USA, we're now seeing it in the UK and in Canada.
1: So, well, somewhere along the line, we're going to have to uh, get to one of those countries that speak something other than English.
3: Oh, that would be fantastic. What a great goal.
1: So there. So, uh, let's help you a little bit. You, you knocked on the door. You have this thing that you had created called Nolcha or that's a a good southerner as I would pronounce it Nolcha (laughs) explain Nolcha a little
3: so Nolcha was born in New York City Um, I had moved here some time ago and the whole premise was to provide an event platform to support independent businesses and with that it started in fashion and then it expanded very rapidly to the retail sector boutiques wanting to do product launches or opening their stores. And for all the big clients that came knocking, I actually was very, very drawn to wanting to support and help the independent entrepreneur. (laughs) They have so much passion and drive, and it's kind of beautiful to see so many of the stories and so many people's lives are touched. And so I got very, very drawn to that. But what I was witnessing while they may be trying to put a celebration together or you know, a, a promotion or something is how difficult it is for them. And it's hard, and so I really believe in that providing support and resources, whether it's something like the show you guys do, or the website that we have for Indie Retail a month, just giving ideas, sharing ideas and knowledge is also just one part in truly helping someone and showing them, hey, it's not that hard to get the marketing, to get the press coverage. And also what I've actually found to be phenomenal is the amount of community spirit that gets involved in independent retail months.
1: It, it has been neat. Uh, I saw someone's um, online press today and, and they put a neat t- twist to supporting independent retail was saying, let's not become a clone community. And as you read in the fine print, there it was saying, well, a clone community is where you go to our town and you go to the next town and we all got the same kind of stores. I mean, the same names of stores wow. and we all look like and it's like, yeah, that's kind of scary. Uh, to the sense of that, what's the old expression? What a dull forest it would be if all the birds sang, sang the same song.
3: Very true. And I think that's the beauty of independent retailers. You can go from one to the next to the next. And you just, you could, I personally could spend hours in these, even when you come to the hardware stores, to the gifting, to everything. Um, It's pretty phenomenal, um, you know, what you can experience in these places. And especially when you see the family owners behind it. Um, that, for me, is also just adds such a personal touch. And they get up every single day, and the passion and the care. And, and that comes across, I think, as well in the service, just the community. It's great being in these smaller communities and just seeing people's personalities come alive or their history and their upbringing being reflected in their storefronts, what they're selling, and just in general, like, what they are. That's their piece. That's their... Heart and they're giving and they're loving of who they are and what's going on in their community. Well,
2: after after the break, I have a couple of questions to ask you, kind of getting down to some nitty-gritties about that. But um,
3: absolutely,
2: yeah. You know, the, the, the first one is is I guess um, I'm a great fan of independent businesses too. I like the entrepreneur, entrepreneurship. Having said that, um, I'd, like, I'd like to what get, your read, and why, I guess, what are some really good reasons for, for customers to go to Independence versus a chain store or a box store? And the only reason I ask that, Carrie is that a lot of people feel comfortable going into your Walmarts or whatever, you know, be at a restaurant or McDonald's. They know exactly what they're going to get. They know exactly where everything is. They know exactly what standards they're going to be treated out from customer service and they feel comfortable in that. And let's not forget about the things that maybe there's a price point advantage. Having said that, there's a lot of neat stuff that's going on in the independent world. That, And I just want to kind of get you a read about that. And on that same vein, I'd like you to address, like, for example, I mean, I happen to be an older fellow. You know, some people, I mean, I'm older. <laughs> so I have different viewpoints than, say, a Gen X or a millennial. But everything I've heard is that, like, the younger generations are coming back because they're special. And I don't mean that to be as sarcastic, but in their minds they're special. And they get to go to a special place versus a Menards or a Builder Square if you happen to be in a construction industry. Those are the things I kind of want you to kind of chat about if it's okay, okay. with you.
3: Okay. Absolutely.
2: And go ahead and fire away, Katie or Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the floor. It's all yours.
3: Yeah, and one thing I think is interesting, you say about going to the big box stores for to know what you're getting and the familiar customer service and knowing what everything is, but maybe it is generational because for me... I like going to my local boutiques for the clothes because I know there's the girl that's going to be there to style me. I know that that person knows what I'm looking for because I'm regular. And so as well as someone going to the big box stores because they're familiar with the layout, I like going to the independent boutiques and stores because they remember me. They okay, know the well, service well, sorry, i want to interrupt
2: you for a second, but you're talking about a New York City experience versus... I know,
3: not necessarily. Food. I no, like you could go to Maine. I've be, I've been to boutiques in Tennessee. You know, you can go okay. anywhere. Okay. And I think the reality is, it's a much more personal experience. I will agree that the price point can really deter somebody. If you want to shop at Walmart, then you're not going to find that much competition in the price point in a indie, because their pricing is very different. The special element that you discuss, I think that is true. Um, it, it, it's unique most of the time, or, you know, it's a limited amount that anyone else is going to purchase. Um, it, it's just the overall experience. You know, you go there. It's not a quick dash in and out. It, it, you're going there for some time. And it, it, to me, it's completely about an experience. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, well, it's like I, Carrie came to Florida recently. When Carrie came down to Florida and you were visiting here, um, you tried to go out and enjoy and sample some of our food. You know, uh, let's, let's go take in while well, you had a uh, <laughs> one part of your trip, you had a little unfortunate experience with some fish. But she comes down from New York. She's going to go out and enjoy fish. So where are we going? Some local place or you want to go to get a McDonald's? fish sandwich at mcdonald's or an arthur fisher's or even though it's a chain based here in florida i mean red lobster really
3: no that's not florida yeah i don't dine and that's the whole thing i think in in communities and even when you travel and i am one of those people when i travel i want to taste and not just food i want to experience everything that community has to offer because you feel like a local you get to live like a local and i think that's really important
1: now say so if you had come over here i would have taken you over to ted peters for their really awesome fish spread or i would have taken you down to tavern at bayboro and had you meet tom who as the owner of the restaurant personally drives out to st john's pass and picks the fish that he's going to serve in his restaurant
3: oh that's incredible
1: yeah, you know, I mean that you can't get that in other places. Yeah, you know, and he's going to tell you he doesn't say, "Hey, I'm having a grouper sandwich." He's gonna go, "Okay, now this is which kind of grouper I've got today, and this is like really awesome." And this and go, that's what you get in any kind of independent business, as compared to what you get in someone
3: like a chain store. Yep. And I also feel as well with independence, there's a much more educated sale. People know, and it's not just about food along all the lines of product. People know where they've sourced it from, why, what's the uses of it, what else you can do with something beyond what you might have gone in there for and also i think independence provides such a platform of discovery you can just walk into a place and just literally be introduced to something new or it's seasonal or it's just different and i think that it's out of the norm and it's fun
1: that's what makes it awesome it's like when when i go home to arkansas uh, there is one and only one restaurant that I will head to in the morning. That's Calico County. In the, you know, if I go, I go home to Arkansas, maybe two trips a year. I walk in. They know who I am, uh, which is you know, which is nice. You get to it's talk a to nice people. Feeling. You see folks. Uh, yeah. No, I
3: exactly. As, and I'm
1: not paying more for their breakfast. Uh, and for me to leave our home in Arkansas to go to Calico County, I have to walk right past a Denny's and i will money i'm not saying money's no consideration for me there's no nothing to a price difference they both have a meal this is just one where i know who prepared it
3: yes it's probably a lot fresher ingredients too there's a lot well, of I that don't i
2: agree with that Gary. i think that I, I agree with tom though i do think that there is something to be said for both of you actually for getting local flavor and knowing that you're you're, you're where you're, you're where everybody that lives here eats. And I don't th- know that any box or any large restaurant is gonna be any more have any food that is not as responsibly resources and independent. But yeah. I I, again, I take the an issue with you on that one. Having said that though, I agree with both with both of you on what you're saying. It is cool. It's fun to say, gee, what's what's really good here? Um and I do want to say too, I wanna to bring up I want your opinion, Carrie, on the fact there's a certain segment of the population that you're going to lose as an independent because not everybody has the sensibilities to care about having a really good experience when you're dining or shopping or anything like that.
3: Absolutely. Uh, I, I completely you know, agree. I completely and Tom, agree.
2: Mentioned it. Tom had mentioned yeah. this you know, there's a certain, you know, what do carbon Know, what what did you say, Tom, at your seminar? with your carp and uh, uh, something have to, in common? Oh,
1: what's the difference in a uh, a catfish and a price shopper?
2: Yeah, they're both bought up here. So, you know, I mean, if you're an independent, you know, people have to recognize that, that, that you know you got to make a living. you got to pay your employees, You have to provide, you know, some exemplary service and a great place to go, and it's going to cost a little bit more. But if you're buying a pair if you're going to want to buy six pair of white tube stocks you're not going to go to an independent we need to get the same thing at k or myers or whatever or walmart for two and two dollars and 50 cents less right
3: that's correct but also that then comes down to the quality of what somebody's looking correct. for i agree with you guys. i, I yeah. think that's definitely that and i completely agree and i think so that something's yeah. really really important to remember it's about keeping the money in the community you know, a great stat that I love is a dollar spent in an indie retailer, it usually is then spent six to fifteen times more before it leaves the community. And yet, you know, and the things that you could do with that and you know, if, for example, I, I go and have my dinner and I do meet Tom that owns this restaurant. You know, I give him the money, he goes out the next day and he's buying supplies and he's buying this and he's buying that. He's doing it locally. So I think there's also something that should not be forgotten is that the job creation that then continues to go on within a community. And I think that's beautiful.
1: Awesome. Hey, time to take a station break, guys. This is um, Thursday night, July 23rd, 2015. This is the e-retailer Conversation. And we are here celebrating and enjoying Independent Retailer Month. And uh, of which Independent Retailer Month was created by two people, Carrie Bannigan, who is our guest visiting tonight from New York, and myself. And uh, we'd invite you to hop up on the Internet and take a look. And the website that uh, we created is called Indie Retailer Month, I-N-D-I-E, RetailerMonth.com. And with that, let's take care a quick little station break.
0: This is E-Retailer Conversations on PBN, the Profitable Business Network.
1: So there came that day where, Carrie, somehow or another, you found me out on the internet and wrote and said, Hey, I've got this idea. Was well, that about it? Carrie, have we lost you?
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I just had a bit of oh. a delay then. Apologies. Okay. Yeah, no. When I was um, doing Independent Retail Week, and that was very fashion focused to start. Something as a promotion from Nolte, my events company, and with that, we were just creating shopping extravaganzas in New York City, Chicago, Philadelphia, and New Jersey. Working with the fashion boutiques, all independent, with supported by the mayor's office and the boards of tourism and the chambers of commerce and all the local media to create this drive to shop locally and to provide some fun for the residents, and it was a great success. But as I learned more along the way as I would go, I realized that it's not just about fashion boutiques, that there's a whole sector out there in the world of retailing that deserves to be involved. And it also should not be bound to only select cities that we could go to and produce these events. And when I saw what you had going on with National Independent Retailer Week 2, I knew that there had to be a way to marry these together, to create it, to invite everybody in the U.S. to be involved, to provide them that starter package and support and ideas with our resources online. And so, and that's what my idea was. Did I know it would grow to become a nationwide campaign for a month? And then expand to the UK and Canada. No, but that's a wonderful thing that we'll continue to celebrate each year. Well, well
1: I was really surprised when uh, the photo came of uh, uh, the uh, media board in New York. I mean that was kind of kind of oh my gosh, where'd this come from? I, that was a shock <laughs> to my system.
3: That was a great one. getting the support and it being blasted across the billboard in Times Square. Definitely, also showed me that there is that drive, and people want to support. They just don't always know how and when we put the ask or the ideas out there. People are very quick to be there and want to be involved.
2: Shiver me timbers, Tom, matey, sir. How did you how did you decide to come up with independent week, Captain? Well,
1: when it started originally, the idea was that um, I would listen occasionally on the radio, and I hear, you know, today is National Hot Dog Day, or today is National Do This or Do That Day, and and then as I had met um, people in the Main Street communities, I remember talking to someone, and I want to say the communities in one of the Carolinas, and the person who was in the community invented what was called the whirly gig. Now, what you look at whirly gig looks like the, uh, a two point propeller, like off of a, an airplane horizontal and a stick underneath it. And when you would, we've all had a whirly gig at one point, you'd spin it in your hand and it'd take off flying. Well, the guy who created that thing was in some community and they have a celebration national whirly gig day. And I'm looking at it thinking, well, where do they keep coming up with this stuff? And so, for presentations, I wanted to come up with an idea to say, well let's take and so I could show people how easy it was and at that point in time, you would go to Chase's calendar of events, you'd right. um, call or write, them, get the little piece of paper, fill it out, start your little event and every year spend the cost of a postage stamp to um, uh, to renew the event and it just can't start it. Now it got picked. It, 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 was, it was July, and so I had to pick it at some point in time, and I thought, okay, I was looking for a month was the key month, and and while there are people like outdoor sports and bicycle industries that July is a big month, it's not necessarily their biggest month, but for a lot of people, July is not a, a, a strong month at all, so I thought, okay, well, let's create something in an off-peak, and uh put it there so then the other part was i thought this is cool because t- two things i could throw in with it one was um when i picked it and it was just the week it sur- it's it's um, july 21st and july 21st was my grandmother's birthday and then as misfortune would have it it also because it was within two days it was 10 years ago today my father passed away so it was a way to remember birthday of my grandmother in july 23rd the day my father had passed away and say okay this is my little inside i don't want to say joke but my little inside pitch is to so why is july the month and go well i got a little personal reasons but for business it made good sense to have it here um you know there's all kinds of things you know you're Joking, there's a couple of guys here in the Tampa Bay area uh, several years ago, sitting, I guess, at a bar. I mean, so many things here in this area seem to be starting at a bar. Uh, Hooters came he- came from here. Outback Steakhouse came from here. Bonefish Grill came from here. I mentioned Red Lobster came from Lakeland. Um, all these things, and these guys sitting down came up with the concept of Talk Like a Pirate Day. Yeah, that's I I don't remember what the day of the week it is or what month it's in, but it is kind of, you know, funny to hear. And you think, here's all these radio stations getting into this, celebrating this thing. Um, If they're doing that, why couldn't we do something to make independent retailer? And that's where it started. And it was going, okay, uh, getting there. But then all of a sudden, Carrie came along and was like, wow, then we could do Something else with this and make it hop and
3: here's where we are today.
2: So what you're telling me, Tom, we could have the Tom Bill and Carrie Day as a national holiday if we wanted to.
3: Yep.
1: Oh yeah. Easily. Pretty
2: cool. We'd be the only so, I mean, holiday, <laughs> <or what day. laughs>
1: Every community can create their own. Every community can create their own little whatever it is. You could create a a day. You know, there's I, I thought about Looking online because there's someone who has like a a website that sends out daily email like National Calendar Day, and got it one day and thought, oh, tomorrow is National Chocolate Cake Day, and went with some friends to a restaurant on National Chocolate Cake Day. I remember joking with the staff who knew nothing of it that it was that event, and I said, gee, you know, which would have been some really sharp marketing. Since you'd have a little rewards card for your customers, if you had made a point to get customers' names and addresses, and if you had sent out emails telling everybody, hey, folks, Friday is National Chocolate Cake Day, and if you come down and have dinner or lunch at our place, we're going to give you a free slice of chocolate cake. Now, granted, it would be a sample size smaller, but what would that do to drive business to your restaurant on a day that otherwise would be just a block kind of day. Well it's National Chocolate Cake and then it could be I'm sure there's National Cheesecake Day and National Key Lime Pie Day and Apple Pie Day and eat a hot dog day and all this kind of stuff. I mean you could really go crazy with it. Okay. If you just get into it and make things festive. <clears throat> and in today's retailing, that's what's really the important part. It's not as much as to I'm having a sale as I'm having an event and when we make it events, then we're available to get away from the traditional it's all item and price stuff.
2: Well, uh, Gary, I want to ask you a question. Okay. A couple things, you know, going on on, on the the line of thought that Tom is advancing here in terms of, you know, independence, marketing, that the unique selling proposition of being an independent number one, how would you advise them to go about trying to differentiate themselves from the other people in the marketplace that are serving the public that also are local, that also hire local people that also pay local taxes, but are maybe part of a regional chain or box chain or whatever, but an independent. So what would you, I'd like to hear your suggestions as how they can kind of present their story and try to drum up uh, loyalty, if you will. And the second second part of that is, like Tom had talked about, you know, I mean, can be affiliating from a cause marketing perspective, does that give independence a little bit of a leg up, even though I know that you know, larger concerns will sponsor local charities to try to give back to the community. But, you know, I'm mean, kind of a little leading you a little bit, maybe unfairly on this question, but it seems to me that a locally owned company business, whatever would be able to make a little bit more pay in terms of the cause marketing arena. Now I'll shut up and let you talk.
3: <laughs> oh, thank you, Bill. Um, I think what's also interesting to note that, It's not about competing with each other locally, even if you are an independent locally, employing local people from the community and paying local taxes. It's about what happens when people step into your store. What is it that's unique about the product? Where can they not get this product from? What's going on? How can you drive business to one another Are you open to referring, if you don't have it, can they get it from Sally's store four doors down and so forth. It's about creating that network to support each other so it's not just about if it's not in your store, I can't help you anymore. Also again, I think it's all about the product. What's in that store? It has to go beyond just opening your doors as an independent retailer and hiring local people. Um, I think that that's amazing that people do that, but it's definitely not enough for a press story and things like that. I do find it interesting when you talk about the cause marketing um, with that. Yes, it's not right just to jump on a local charity or something like that because you think it will get you more business. It's about being smart and actually connecting with things that Are relevant to what your service or product is. For example, when Tom is talking about National Chocolate Day, Chocolate Cake Day, um, Cheesecake Day, not anybody can just celebrate that and hope that they're going to get wonderful success. It has to be relevant to what's going on in their business. A store and a diner that actually has cheesecake that can celebrate that day is probably going to get a lot more traction than a fashion boutique giving away cheesecake for the afternoon on the same day. It's more about connecting to your existing customer and just enhancing your message and making them feel a part of something. And it doesn't have to always be charity given. It doesn't have to be about the local charity. It's just about engaging and also being fun, whether it's a contest or there's many ways to do it, coupons. There's other ways to give than just selecting local neighborhood charity.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, let's take and throw in. uh, We're uh, enjoying a nice conversation, but I need to throw in the uh, bottom of the hour commercial week here. So, our guest here for uh, July 23rd, 2015, <coughs> excuse me, Carrie Banigan, co-founder of Independent Retailer Month, a month-long celebration it goes around the world celebrating those of us who are independent retailers, and the website where any business can go up and sign up. Uh have a big map up there, and so you can people here's where to find an independent business in my community. You go to Indie, I-N-D-I-E. RetailerMonth.com. You can sign up, at which there's also, we'll talk some more about this after the break. A page there with all kinds of really like awesome statistics. It says, "Here's the, um, let's see how do we say this. It's the logical reasons of the advantage to any individual in a community that when they shop at an independent." How this has a more positive influence on that individual and on the community as a whole. And we'll run through a bunch of those stats. But in a moment, um, as you can tell, while uh, Carrie is our guest, uh, you can see she does not have a South Alabama accent. She's, as a, as we say down south, she ain't from around these parts. <laughs> is that how we say it? So, uh, I asked her, I said, so what would be a good song for play for you? And she picked this one. So we think maybe it's a phone call coming forward.
4: The weeds is worth and she stuck on it But I have no fear because London is round and I live by the river to the invitation zone. care brother,
1: you can go in alone. Okay. So now why this London calling by the clash, uh, we do want to recognize though that uh Carrie is a Us. citizen, right?
3: Yes, recently, and I'm very excited. I've been here and running my business now for ten years, so it's fantastic to finally be a citizen.
1: So let's tell people, you know several things about independent retailing. Um, you know, a couple of things that, that I found. I'm, I'm getting ready to be in St. Louis, the end of next month where I get to do a couple of days of presentations to, uh, a bunch of independent retailers. Let me throw it out there by some, some quick statistics. Um, when a person spends money with a, the big guys, okay. Big box chain store, mass merchant category, six cents of the dollar stays in the community. If you spend the money with a chain store, we're at $0.20. Cents. But if you go to a local business, $0.60, cents, okay? That's 10 times what the first group is, three times the other group that the money stays within the community. A uh, dollar spent with an independent retailer, as Carrie had said, respent six to 15 times in the community before it leaves. Every dollar spent in a local community with an independent business is creating five to fourteen dollars of additional spending. However, when we go to one of those stores, the other people's stores, eighty percent of the money is gone instantly. Uh, on the other hand, go to an independent retailer, sixty-eight dollars stays within the community. Um, just you know, not good numbers. Uh, we look at things where our beloved governments give tax credits and things to these businesses to get them to come into our community. Locally owned business is, has an impact of $179 per square foot, yet it's only $105 with any of the chain stores. I, um, you know, I, I, pretty I know. impressive like, numbers. I, I,
2: yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, how does that work, Tom? I don't
1: get that one. Well, it simply means, uh, as Kerry was talking about, you go into a local store and you spend money. Now, that local yeah. store needs paper for their printer. They go to another local store and they buy money, buy paper from there. Uh, perhaps the local independent is going to take and have pizza and Coke for their employees. And they go to a local pizzeria and they spend their money there. The local pizzeria turns around and spends the money someplace else. Uh, the idea that the people who own businesses in the community know other people in the community and they make more of an effort to spend their money within the community, keeping it circulating. Therefore, as it goes this six to 15 times, your paycheck may be one of those six to 15 in there as to how it's getting spent. I, I had occasion to address a community in North Carolina at one point, and I remember the mayor of the community getting up and uh, giving them a, uh, opening comments where he was saying, look, local businesses, you know, we show we like you because we've just put this new police station, fire station down, down and look what we've done for you. And I kind of was taking it as a puff his chest kind of comment. And I said, well, let me tell you, sir, what we're doing. Our businesses are doing this and our businesses are doing that, giving them the great details. This is the kind of impact we have on the community. So while you're out there giving tax breaks to get Walmart or someone else to put a store in the town, you're not giving it to the local and per square foot, per sales dollar. The independent retailer is hiring more people, doing more to keep the community alive. So uh, as compared to certain other organizations out there that talk about these shop local, shop independent type of events, uh, you know, actually there's shop local, there's a great one called uh, Independent We Stand, American Express has created Small Business Saturday, but there's a couple other ones out there who tout it more on the basis of a, oh, help save an independent retailer. And I go, no, we're not into here trying to, save an independent retailer we're here to say with independent retailer month that they are a really awesome asset to community for all the things that they do not to mention that uh, people in the United States a very recent Gallup survey showed that by a margin of three to one people in the United States have more confidence in a small business And another one, 94% of people out there say that shopping at a small business, they feel good about shopping at it. I mean, I don't get any joy about going to some of the big stores, but when I can go to the local one and I can eat them, I think about the restaurant I went to eat at last night, and the guy waiter's name was Joe and how friendly and outgoing he was, and then walking out the door seeing friends there eating. Um, And the other one, as to why should communities – get involved with independent retailer month statistics from last year 2014 show that communities that have some sort of a shop local buy independent local first uh, any of these type of programs designed for community these communities have a growth of 9.3 percent and communities that did not have anything along those lines had a mere 4.9% growth. Now, to the independent community, here's what happens. And this is, uh, again, another survey in the last year. 54% of the independent businesses say that they see an increased media coverage. 51% say they are experiencing increased customer loyalty. 49% says that this now brings in new customers. 46% say that there is an improved support between other businesses, and 45% report that the city officials are more aware of the local businesses and more supportive of the local businesses because the community has a program such as Celebration of Independent Retailer Month.
2: What do you think about that, Kerry?
3: I just get bored over by all these stats. And I also have to agree with Tom. I kind of get a thrill and a kick out of supporting my local independence, whether from food to takeout, the local pizzeria, all of that stuff. But as you said, maybe it's a generational thing or just we're split into tribes. Some people love it and have the interest to learn more and really be a part of the story, whilst others don't.
1: Well... It's, you know, there, there's a cartoon I have to keep in my office here uh, from many, many years ago, and it's a picture of a guy, and to show you how old the cartoon is out of the Sunday paper, uh, the guy is in his living room, and he has a, uh, a slide projector, okay, which I know, Carrie's not old enough to remember what a slide projector is, but Bill, you and I.
4: Are. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: And he's got this slide up on the screen in his home, people are sitting on the couch and you see the name brand stores, okay, the ones that are you recognize in any community. And the guy says, well, this picture, um, this is from our vacation uh, last year, and it was taken somewhere while we were in Oklahoma. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope. wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I think this is a picture from the year before that when we were in Ohio. No, nah, no, nah, I'm thinking this is Denver. Yeah, I'm thinking this is a Denver trip from two years ago. He goes, no, 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 not my mistake. It's just me. It was the last picture to be taken on this roll of film, and I just took it down the street the other day. Huh. And I go, yeah, yeah, that's it. When it gets that sameness, where's the fun? What's the enjoyment? Because most of what independent retailers sell, or any retailer, I mean, let's, let's go pick on Walmart, shy of, groceries that you need to eat shy of prescription you may need to get well or get over what you had like carrie had the other day and a minimal amount of clothing there's nothing you got to buy at any of these stores so why do people buy it it's discretionary income and spending your discretionary income is fun it's enjoyable there's a lot more fun to be had when you're shopping in some independent business and experiencing that because of the interaction you get to have with people and they tell you how and why they pick particular products or services that they've got. They put that personal touch to it as compared to, yeah, it's over there on aisle nine, and that is if you find someone to help you.
3: That's no. correct, and I think also, sorry to cut in there, Bill, I think it's also the knowledge of the product and the service and the expertise that you get makes you want to spend that little bit extra if there is even a price difference.
2: So independents need to make sure that they train their staff and they position their company so that they're providing a really, really great, neat shopping experience for for a customer. If they have bad customer service, then that to be an independent isn't going to help them. It's just a store known for bad customer service. So embracing the independent scenario and thinking, you know, I should be proud to be an independent. I can offer things and provide experiences that some of the larger concerns can. Is kind of like a business insurance scenario, don't you think, Tom?
1: Which is exactly what we're going to ta- be talking about. Um, yeah, I do sure. not have a recording of it uh, with our short visit, but uh, for our August conversation, which right now is scheduled to be August 13th, Thursday night, um, we're going to have Kathy Walsh come as our guest. And we have never in our seven years covered this topic, something we, we realized we had missed Um we are going to discuss business insurance, and we will discuss everything from insurance to protect you from fires and break-ins and robberies. And uh, you know, I can think about things in my family's history. Let's see, we've had a break before. Uh, we had a couple of robberies over the years. Let's see, our store we had a store that burnt to the ground. We had a store that got flooded out twice. Uh, we'll talk about those type of insurances. We're going to talk about key person insurance the idea that if someone something happens to a key person in the business having insurance that um what you do about that so kathy's going to come in and be there to answer questions uh or just have everyone make sure you do note that as Carrie is uh as kathy is explaining it there are different laws for each of the states um so it's kind of like when we have a a lawyer on or we've had a CPA on there's issues about individual states, but we're going to talk about, so how can we save money on our insurance What's the right kind and uh, things like, um, I think a friend of mine whose restaurant burned and what a great it was for his employees that he happened to have insurance so that while he was closed, his employees got paid their paychecks because otherwise for the 10 months it took him to rebuild the store, if well, he had not had insurance, they would have been gone with to another job, and he'd had a catastrophe on his hand after rebuilding the store. Yeah. To uh, get it, you know, go out and have to find all new employees again. That'd be no fun. Well,
2: well and that's a really neat point because you know, if, when you when you're out on the road and you rent a car, the last thing you really think about is what they call gap insurance which is you have to pay the difference between if you have an accident, and the car is put in and it actually comes back into the availability to be leased or run it. So, yeah. I mean, those are the things that you're going to an insurance person is like going to the dentist. You don't really want to, but after you're back, you're glad you did. It's kind of like the same concept. You know, well, really, you don't really want it, but when you got it and you needed it, you're like, thank you. <laughs> you know, I've got to figure that out. That's cool. Yeah, we've never talked to an insurance professional before,
1: Tom. No. That's the first time ever for insurance. So it's a, uh, you know yeah. just another aspect of it's small business. It's something that we need to be discussing, and we will have that for next month.
2: And Carrie, you've been very cool.
3: Thank you. Well, you've been great co hosts. It's been nice to hang out with you both.
1: Well, so Carrie, what else uh, what's on the horizon you thinking? You're you're the one has got all the creative thoughts here. What's what do you think about for uh, independent retailer month for uh as we we're down to our last few days for this year but we're going to be talking soon to start gearing up for next year
3: yeah no absolutely and i think what's been great to see this year is the support spread throughout the usa we've had the chambers sign on from ohio to texas chicago kentucky new york and i want to see that just keep going i would love to have that support in every state, every city, and just keep it going and going. And it would just be great to keep welcoming all these partnerships and especially the media. It's wonderful where we've had support anywhere that ranges. You know, we've had ABC, NBC, and to the local, whether it's online or print and magazines, and we've just got to keep that growing. And that means I think we need to start in the next couple of months engaging people and keeping them excited for what's to come.
1: And so all an independent needs to do to be a part of this is just simply wander over to Indie retailer month and sign in. There's information that you can download from there. The information that I was rattling off rather quickly tonight. There's uh, information where you, if you've got connections to your city or state government officials that you can uh, help by getting them to make declarations of uh, the event. Everybody can help do something to make this the best.
3: Yes, from retailer to communities to media. Everybody can get involved no matter what level they're at.
1: Yeah, so if you are spending money on television, radio, newspaper, magazines, uh, it's a great opportunity for you to take and talk to them and say, hey, you know, there's this event going on. You kind of ought to jump on this and be a part of it. So that's our thoughts of what people need to be doing. Anything else, Carrie, that we need to tell them about?
3: I definitely think that if people are using social media, they should connect with us. We love being able to share people's promotions, news, what they've got going on. All the information for our social media is on the website, IndieRetailerMonth.com again, and also include the hashtag, ShopLocal. So again, we can keep up with the conversation and promote it and continue to support.
1: So come and be with us. Come and join the the movement. Uh, It not only benefits the independent retailer, but it sure benefits the community a whole lot, and that's the key thing we, we like to talk about with Independent Retailer Month is how much this benefits the community because we are, as independent retailers, uh, we're the heart of the, of the community. We're kind of what makes the community do its neat stuff about it. So that being said, Mr. Bill, anything from you before we uh, close up shop?
2: No, it all kind of Sense to me. I think that does as an opportunity. I, I, I would say from a marketing perspective too that, you know, gosh, if a retailer, if a dry cleaner gets with a restaurant, that gets with a sporting good shop, that gets with a uh, party store, that gets with a bicycle shop, whatever the case may be, all it takes is one firebrand out there, if you will, to go around and say, look, it, let's just do this on a, you know, a, a little kind of partnership basis. And, you know, you won't see that with the boxes, you know, and and, and that's a cool thing and and something that they can do splitting across it very, you know, effectively, I would think, and inexpensively. Don't you agree, Carrie?
3: Absolutely, and we welcome all of that. And people do have to remember that you can do a lot with very small resources and still have an impact on your business.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, just putting flyers out and having the dry cleaner pass out the restaurant flyers, vice versa. Yeah. I mean, we've already expanded your reach, but with with literally no cost. Yeah. I mean, those are things that, you know, so I guess what I want to emphasize in closing is that this doesn't have to be on a huge grand scale. It can be just a few guys, you know, I use the term guys generically getting together and saying, cool, let's promote our exclusivity. Let's promote what we have different from everybody else.
3: Sounds like a great idea. Yep, and that's exactly what we encourage. Small steps.
1: I'm stealing from you. <laughs> so. All right, well, with that being said, folks, I want to say thanks to Terry Banigan for joining us tonight. Everybody, please take a look at IndieRetailerMonth.com, I-N-D-I-E, RetailerMonth.com. Bill Kendi, thank you, sir. Appreciate you being with us on a program tonight. Well, and I it's time it for well. that favorite sound of all good independence.
0: Oh, yes, I know.
1: Thanks, everybody. We're glad you're with us tonight.
0: It's been our pleasure to share fresh ideas and trends from premier small business owners, coaches, and resources. Join Tom Shea and guests again next month for e-retailer conversations right here on PBN, the Profitable Business Network.